Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Now, I, I just want to tell you, you might have, you might have religion where you don't get excited. That's okay. Um, you can go to heaven not being excited. I don't think once you get to heaven that you'll stay calm. I believe that you'll break loose when you get there. But I, I just want to read a little something to you. Many of you have been keeping up with uh, Denny Stevens that has, uh, he had what they called a watershed stroke. I'd never heard of that before. Very serious. Affected both sides of his brain. And to be very honest with you, um, no reports, none were good. And uh, uh, we went to visit him in the hospital. Numbers of you have down at MUSC. He's in intensive care. And anyway, we've been praying and he blinked his eyes and, and uh, the, the person in the room said, well, I'm not sure that was a blink. And then he closed his eyes real tight and opened them real wide and they said, that's a blink. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then his wife asked him, said, tell me your name. And, and uh, y'all that know, you guys that know Denny, know that he has a crazy humor. And he said, uh, Big Daddy. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, then what's my name? And I think he said, Sweet Mama or something like that. Well, anyway, I just got a text and it says speech therapy is here to see if he can swallow because he wants something to drink. The plan is to try to get him to sit up in a chair today. I just want to tell you, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. Any way you cut it. And I'm just saying to God, be the glory. Come on over here. Let me hear a testimony here. Some of you know that about a year ago, I had a debilitating fall. And just in 2019, God is still with us for every little thing. I did physical therapy, I did the time at home, but it was time after that. When I saw the surgeon the first time, because you don't always see him right after surgery, you see him a couple weeks later. He said, can you touch the top of your head? Because that was all he promised me before surgery was that I would be able to do this with my left arm. I walked in there and I did this. And I went all the way around and he actually took film of it because he could not believe it. He took a copy of the MRI and put me on the film doing all this and he said, I, I, I don't understand. I said, I do. <laughs> Amen. Would you stand with me please? I'm well aware what time it is. John 11:43 I'm telling you today is a wonderful day 
for a coming out party. Now the world has tried to coin that in a negative connotation. That people come out the closet. People have a coming out party. That's not the world's. Jesus had a coming out party for Lazarus long before the world coined that. John eleven forty three, and when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Today, I'd like for the next few minutes, honestly, to speak to you on come out and be different. Now, I'm telling you, God has burnt this into my spirit. I know I'm not going to get all my sermon in. But I, I, I have to share this with someone today. Someone must hear that today is a great day for a miracle. Today is a great day for a new beginning. Why put it off another week? Why put it off another minute? Father God, anoint everything that is said and everything that is done in the remainder of this service, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to tell you the background of this story very quickly. The Bible tells us in John chapter 11 that Lazarus was sick. I, I, I recall that this was really on a, a tombstone and on it it said I told you I was sick <laughs> Lazarus was sick every time I read that I think about that tombstone I told you I was sick well Lazarus was sick now Bethany was a town two miles from Jerusalem on the back side of the Mount of Olives and Jesus often would stop by Bethany and at times spent the night there and in there was his, uh, Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. And Mary and Martha sent word to him, our brother is sick. So in other words, this was a 911 uh, call. This was a call. We need you to hurry and get here because Lazarus is sick. And, and the Bible says, when Jesus had heard <clears throat> that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days. And then in verse 7, Jesus said to the disciples, let us go into Judea again. On purpose, Jesus waited two days. And he knew that he was two days away from Lazarus. So now, because he has waited, it has put this situation in a whole different frame of mind. It has gone from sickness to where Jesus told his disciples, Lazarus is sleeping. And they said, well, master, if Lazarus is sleeping, that's a good thing. In other words, 
it'd probably be good for him to sleep a little bit. He'll probably feel better when he wakes up. But Jesus got real plain and he said, Lazarus is dead. In verse 15, Jesus said, I'm glad that he died. What kind of Jesus would say, I'm glad? He said, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Jesus was letting them know there's something getting ready to happen, something getting ready to change. I've got a plan, but it wasn't just to heal him. It was to raise him up. Now, Jesus was a wanted man. He was hated. And they wanted to kill him in that area, in that region. And so Jesus said, let us go that we may uh, minister to him. And Thomas, knowing that this was a danger zone, this same Thomas that doubted is now a Thomas that doesn't get credit for this. But he said, let us go that we may die with him. Now, some people have attributed that as sarcasm. I don't believe it was sarcasm. I believe that Thomas actually was saying, if the master is going, I'm all in. I'm going to do whatever he bids us to do. Now, in verse 21, Martha sees Jesus gets word that Jesus has come finally. Now let's be real. In this congregation today, there's numbers of you that have had moments where you would say, where is God? Where is Jesus? I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, and nothing is happening. Now let's get real. We like to talk about Mary and Martha, but we've done it. You know that I need you to show up. Where are you? And so when Martha sees Jesus, the first thing out of her mouth was, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And so... There is a resurrection discourse that took place. Jesus said, your brother will live. And Martha said, I know all of that. I know and I believe in the resurrection, but what good is that now? Are y'all with me? I believe that there is coming a day when all the dead will rise, but I didn't want my brother to die, and what good is that? And Jesus then, and I'm cutting through a lot of this, I want you to just take time to read John 11, 30, uh, John 11. And Jesus looked at her and he said, I am the resurrection. Do you understand that you're talking to the resurrection? Do you understand 
that I have the power to change this situation. Do you understand that nothing is final with me present? I'm asking you today, do you understand that your situation is not final because Jesus is present? If Jesus is present, your situation is not final. Come on now. Mary comes out, Martha's sister. First thing out of her mouth, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Now I just want to tell you, I lived in the house with my wife and my daughter. And it's not a fun feeling when two women jump on you. Jackie and Julia became like sisters. I learned when they were having their little sister talk, I went in and I said, now come on, y'all need to calm down and cut that out. They both turned on me. They said, you get back into the other room. We got this. Jesus has caught the wrath of Mary and Martha. But it didn't affect the situation. And Jesus, the Bible tells us in verse 33, he groaned. He groaned. I want to tell you that there's something that we sometimes fail to understand in Pentecostal circles. The Bible says that the Spirit makes intercession with moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered. I've been to the altar before. I've been to my prayer closet at my home where I didn't know how to pray. And from the depths of my spirit, all I could do was, oh, oh. And you might say, well, what sense does that make? It made no sense to me or anyone who was listening who was human. But there's a God in heaven that knew what my spirit was groaning over. Jesus groaned. We like to quote John eleven thirty five, where Jesus wept. We Pentecostals catch a lot of flack because we're emotional. Well, then don't read John 11 because Jesus was moaning. He was weeping. Come on. He was showing emotion. Aren't you glad that you serve a savior that is touched by the feeling of our infirmities? Aren't you glad that you serve a savior that, that hurts when we hurt and cries when we cry? Listen to this. Then doubters and negative people begin to come. Today, I believe, is your day to be free. I'm telling you, this is burning in my spirit. But there were negative people who came. By now, he stinks. 
that was a nice way of saying by now he's already decomposing. He stinks. It's done. It's over. It's finished. Do you remember when you went to the altar? <laughs> you were a card-toting sinner. You know what you were? You were a Lazarus. You stunk. I stunk. In the nostrils of God, God was saying, you need a bath. But I happen to have showers of the blood of my son that can wash away all the stench that sin has placed on you. Negatives were trying to hinder Mary and Martha. Negatives are cancers. Negatives are hindrances. Negatives are blessing blockers. Don't allow it. From this day forward, on 2020, do not allow negative people to be in your inner circle. Don't allow it. Some of my negative people are my family. They have to be in my, negative, in my inner circle. Have a talk with them. I'm just telling you, I don't allow negative people to pour into me. I don't. I try to do it in a nice way. If they won't listen, then I get a little meaner. Come on. I don't have to put up with it. You don't have to put up with it. Because the world will tell you everything that you can't do and everything God can't do. I'm here today to declare that I'm not going to allow negatives to stop and block the blessings of God. It's 12 o'clock. Calm down. I'm just about through. The resurrection of Lazarus happened. Now I want you to get this picture. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. When uh, Jackie and I were in the Holy Land, we got to see Lazarus' tomb this time. And, and I don't want to go into a lot of detail other than to tell you, as many times as I've read the Bible, this, this time it jumped out to me. It plainly says where he was was a cave. Now I had it pictured somewhat like what the tomb of Jesus is normally depicted. To get to Lazarus' tomb, you have to walk down a pretty long series of steps. You're going down into the ground. Then, boom, I hit my head, by the way, when I was videoing, <laughs> cut my head open. And then you take a left and you go down some more steps. And then there is a hole a little bit bigger than the front of this. And then, you scoot through and there's a room that is probably about a 10 by 10 room and that was Lazarus's tomb. Now, I always had pictures of kind of like the stone being rolled away and Lazarus hopping out. When I get to heaven, I want to say, Lazarus, how did you get out of that? Did you levitate? Did you fly? How did you do it? Because it, it's not easy. We had to stoop down and back into it. That was the easiest way to get in. I wanted to show you that because I, I want you to understand that 
Jesus made a statement and he said, Lazarus, come forward. Now I want you to go bind up Lazarus over there. Johnny's going to be Lazarus. And he came out. He came out. But the Bible says he was still bound. He, 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 he had been back in Bible times, uh, behind his back, if you don't mind. In Bible times, he would have had a covering over his face, and then his entire body would have been bound, hand and foot. He would have been wrapped and placed into the tomb. But when he came out, and Jackie, I'm sure that you would feel this same way. If Johnny was in the tomb, it would be a major task for him to come out of the tomb and come up to ground level if he was at Lazarus' tomb right now. But I want you to hear this. When he came out, he was still bound. And there was a purpose it could have been just as easy for Jesus to say, Lazarus, be free and come out. But there is significance that Lazarus came out and the Bible says he was bound hand and foot and the cloth was still over his face. And Jesus said something very profound. He said, loose him and let him go. Now, hear this. There's a lot of people who have been saved and they have brought into 2020 years and years of this. They're still bound. Their, their soul is free. They've been forgiven but they haven't operated in the blessings that God has for them. Are you with me? See, there, there's some people that they've asked Christ to forgive them of their sins, but they're still bound by habits. Look here, let's get real. In this size crowd, some of you are smokers. Do you understand that this is average, I looked it up yesterday, the average person who smokes cigarettes is going to spend about $2,292 a year in cigarettes. In 20 years, that's $45,000, over $45,000. Not to speak about those who are drinkers, those who are doing drugs, and, and it's a drainer, but they're still bound. There's some that would say, well, I, I, I still have problem with my French. <laughs> Amen? I, that person shouldn't have done what they did, and I told them what I thought. And excuse me, but a few bad words slipped out. I'm going to just tell you, if a few bad words slip out of my heart, I'm going to go back to the altar and say, God, there's some junk down in there that ought not to be in there. Are y'all with me? 
preacher, that's not real. There's no one that's that perfect. No, I'm not that perfect and you're not that perfect, but it doesn't hurt for us to strive for perfection. If I know I've got a problem, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get loose. He came out still bound, hand and feet, and Jesus brought him back to life, but allowed humans to help in the miracle. Could Lazarus have gotten loose? Who knows? Uh, but, uh, but what if he stayed bound? What if Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, and he said, uh-uh. If I come out, I'm gonna have to be different. If I come out, people are gonna look at me. If I come out, people are gonna say, that's the one that stunk. If I come out, if I come out, I'm going to have to be different. Oh, here it goes. Fasten your seatbelts for one minute. I am so sick of people professing to be Christians and they're no different than when they were a sinner. Look here, if you're still drinking the same stuff you were when you were a sinner, what's the difference? If you're still smoking the same stuff you were when you were a sinner, what's the difference? If your language is the same it was when you were a sinner, what's the difference? There's no one a fool in this room. There's no one stupid in this room. Come on, if a, if a butterfly never comes out of the cocoon, it is still what? It's not a butterfly. If a tadpole never grows legs and never learns how to croak, never learns how to hop, it's still a tadpole. If a sinner is still doing the same sin that they were, I just would have to say they're still a sinner. Oh, help me here. Oh, preacher, I thought we were gonna have a happy time. Yes, we are, we are. He came out like this. Some people wait on God to do everything for them instead of doing their part. The book of James said, come out from among them and be ye separate. And touch not the unclean thing. It also says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Uh, in other words, do something. I think it's very fair for the world to expect us to be different when we declare that we pass from death unto life. Now the problem is the world didn't, doesn't see a, a need to change because the church is trying so hard to act like the world. That's what Brother Howie was talking about. That the world tries to steal what we have. And, and, and we're trying to be like them. You can't pull people out the cesspool if you're in it with them. Come on. I, I, I don't want a guy or a person to come and work on my septic tank and say, crawl on down here with me. Uh-uh. 
I want him out of that. And I don't want to get in it with him. Lazarus was bound. Here it is in closing. Came a time that Jesus allowed human beings to be a part of this miracle. You and I have a golden opportunity to be a part of miracles throughout the 2020 year. There's somebody that is bound that needs to hear your testimony. Oh, come on. <laughs> Someone needs to hear it. Brother Lazarus, I'm so glad that you're well. I'm glad you're out. But you don't have to stay like that. I want someone today to say to their friend or their family member or their loved one, you don't have to stay like you are. There is someone that brought you out, but he also wants you to be free. And I'm going to do everything I can to help you get free and stay free. I need a couple of brothers. Let me get a couple of brothers. See, the Bible puts it this way. How do I get up here? Y'all lay hands on him. Now, this isn't what happened in the Bible. I'm just saying, uh, when, when people are bound, it says, come out, or pardon me, says, where two or three agree. That's touching any one thing. It might be that in a personal conversation here, Brother Eric says, Lazarus, why are you still like that? And Lazarus said, well, I've, I had a terrible upbringing. And here, Brother Eric says, whoa, whoa, I did too. You did? How'd you get out of it? And he starts loosening him because he has a testimony. He's free and he knows how to speak to him. He might say, oh, I, I've asked Christ into my heart, but wow, I, I still am being bound so much with these habits of my past and these thoughts that run through my mind. And, and Brother Phil might say, oh, I battled that. When I was young, I battled that. I had that problem. Let me tell you how I got through it. And what he's actually doing is loosing him. And Jesus has given you and I the power to loose and to uh, not only to loose but to bind whatsoever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatsoever we loose shall be loose it's time for some of us to right now say Lazarus you don't have to to be like that how about loose him and let him go but hold on just a minute hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on I, I here's the ending I, I got to thinking now why does the Bible say he was bound hand and foot. Hand and foot. And Jesus gave them an opportunity to loose him. Now this is conjecture. It, it could be, could not be. But, you know, it might be that Jesus was saying, you know, I believe once they loose him, there might be a, a hallelujah in Lazarus. There might be one more glory to God. How about loose his hands, if you don't mind, guys? Loose him. And, and when a person gets free, whom the Son has set free, is free indeed. And, 
Amen. Some of you can't raise your hand. You can't feel the joy because you're still holding on to what bound you. You don't have to stay that way. You don't have to be that way. 2020 doesn't have to be like 2019 and the years before. I believe that he loosed their feet or they, they loosed his feet. Go ahead and loose his feet because there might have been one more dance in his feet. Now, if that's how some people were, it would have been like this. I'll be Lazarus. Come, Lazarus, come forth. They loose him and he goes, thanks, that was really good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all know that isn't how it works. This man was four days dead. This man stunk. This man was dead and now he's alive. He's getting ready to be reunited with his sisters. He's getting ready. Uh, and, and so I, I just somehow believe that when he came out, they said, we would loose him, but he's wiggling like a worm. What, what's going on? And when they loosed his hands, there was probably some hallelujahs going on. Loosed his feet. There was probably some shouting going on. And the people were going, uh, that's a real miracle. He, he, he's not even, he's not even uh, uh, stoved up anymore. He, he's loose. And, and he's not only loose from his bonds, he's loose in his body. Now, here's the end of it. Everyone stand with me. That's a good sign. <laughs> Lazarus. Here's the beautiful thing. If you look over into the next chapter, Lazarus had been raised from the dead and Jesus and him were eating. And many people were coming to where Jesus was. And the Bible says not just to see and hear Jesus, but they wanted to see the dead man. I'm declaring this to be a year of plenty because I want people to come and see those who have been delivered from cancer, those who have been healed from strokes, those who have been healed from back problems and kidney problems and bladder problems and mind problems and, and financial problems. I want them to come and see for themselves that it is real, that people are loose and free in 2020. Someone say amen. Now, something crazy about it is in chapter 12, the people were so ticked off that a dead man had been brought back to life that they sought ways that they could kill him. Isn't that crazy? Instead of celebrating, Think of it like this. 
Let's just say this man was a drug addict. It won't last. I give him two weeks. He'll be doing the same junk. He's just like his family. All of them were losers. He's one. And that's how the devil likes for Christians to cannibalize other Christians. Brother Johnny, let's just say he's delivered and then he falls. Get back up, brother. Get back up. Johnny goes another few days and, oh man, I knew, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You're not going to hell for nobody. Uh-uh. Hey, come on. Men, come back up here. Come back up here. Brother Johnny, Brother Johnny's got a heart for the Lord, but we've got to bind together. Will y'all help me fast for him? Will y'all help us pray that he gets free and stays free and that he doesn't bear that problem for the rest of, listen, that's our job. We're a hospital. We are the physicians serving the great physician. My Lord God, someone believe what I'm saying today. Speak life into people. Speak hope into them. Bow your heads with me, please. This is what I feel impressed to do. If you're not a Christian, you know you're not saved. You know that if you died, you would go to hell. You're not going to heaven. You know that. You don't need anyone to tell you. You know. But you don't want to go to hell. You don't want that to be your life. You don't want that to be your eternity. You want to start 2020 off the right way. Would you just raise your hand up high toward heaven? I need Jesus to forgive me right now. I need Jesus in my life. Come on, raise your hand right now. I, I've got to be free. I've got to be Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.